Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. We're the stars of this piece of shit. I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. And I am PK. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Biz Legends box set. Fucking God! Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me off. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! This is a nice, this is a nice little trap remix of uh, of some some Rod Serling spookiness. I uh, I approve of this message. Yes, 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 ha- and Happy Halloween Eve. Yes, Happy uh, Happy Mischief Night. Oh yeah, as it's known in the New Jersey. That's a New Jersey. That's a Jersey thing, right? Well, in other parts of the country, like everybody has their thing. Yeah, it's called Devil's Night. Devil's Night in some or places. Goosey Night. I've heard I think Goosey heard Night, night. is. Yeah. Uh, I've heard from the Clifton folks. I don't know if that uh, if that goes outside of Clifton or not. Yeah, but I've definitely heard that from Clifton folks. Yeah, well, they're uh, just weird. Yeah, well, yeah, they should just be annexed by pretty much anybody else. Clifton, Clifton, I love Clifton. I have nothing against it. <laughs> but Goosey Night is a bit ridiculous. I mean, come on now. I don't even know where. What are you pooping all over people's lawns? <laughs> I mean, maybe you are. That is pretty mischievous. Pooping on their lawns, honking at them, and flapping and chasing them down the block. You know, <laughs> protecting your that's, young, you bunch of silly geese. That actually sounds like kind of <laughs> kind of a fun night. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I might have done that in college once or twice. Maybe. Actually, you know, when I might have done that in college, I technically might have been in Clifton at the time. I probably. Because Montclair State University. It's right there. It, it, part of it is in Clifton. Part of it is in Little Falls. Part of it is in Montclair. So depending on what corner of the it campus I was on. entirely feasible you have, you have <laughs> goosied. I, I may have goosied. <laughs> <laughs> while in college oh, years ago well this show is officially in the shitter uh yeah we've we've toilet papered the entire show already and we just started that's right i feel like we've egged all over the place uh, uh but this is this is an episode of geek stuff yes it is the 516th yep um we're calling this episode in honor of the intro to this uh episode uh goosey <laughs> goosey so that's the name I'm of okay our episode um big kev may or may not be with us this evening. Yale. Um, he is having technical Skyping type issues on his end of the world. So we will see what happens with that, whether or not he's able to join us uh, in short order. Fingers crossed. I'm just waiting for Instagram to pop up on my end. There we go. Oh, there you go. So, uh, so I can monitor the room. Um, But yeah, so here we are for an episode of the show. Exciting things. Always, always, always. 
Um, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about this week. I'm going to get some kind of housekeeping out of the way. All right. Um, very quickly, we have partnered with um, another podcast group called the Podcast Dummies. They are called the what? I'm sorry. Podcast Dummies. Oh, okay. They are available exclusively on Twitch. Um, and they are rebroadcasting uh, episodes of this show Monday nights at 8 p.m. Ah. on their Twitch channel. Oh, that's pretty awesome. So, um, you know, show them some support and love. Another uh, another um, link in, in Geek Stuff syndication. That's 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 it. We, you know, syndication underground. Or yes. Something. <laughs> um, so. So, yeah. So. So let's let's that. There's that. Um, well, this, thank you, dummies. This is. Um, by the time you're hearing this, I guess – actually, by the time most of you are hearing this, it's too late for this next part. But I'll throw it out there anyway. Patreon, um, you can still pledge oh, and yeah, support. Oh, yeah. um, I posted a yeah. bunch of stuff to the $5 tier this week. Um, I've polled the group. I've polled the current patrons for stuff that they want to hear, and they've asked for some very sort of specific and unique things that I think we can actually fulfill. Yep. So we're going to try to uh, to work on that. I know with one of those, there's a, there's a timing issue because yes. one of those was a request about a certain game that I'm yes. involved in. And the, the first official game game doesn't kick off on that one until approximately December 8th-ish. Okay. Uh, in and around there. So, like, those kinds of nitty-gritty details I won't necessarily be able to share. But leading up to that, there's a lot of stuff that we're working on getting ready for that event. So I can – I'll happily uh, maybe chat a little bit about uh, – What's happening with all that LARP action yeah. down the line? Somebody asked for uh, somebody asked for. Could you give us sort of um, a bullet points of uh, these are the top things that you should be reading this week if you're not in tune with pop culture? And I said, well, that's really what the show is anyway. Right. We, we sort of cherry pick the things that I think are or that we think are the most interesting that pertain to us personally and our personal likes and interests. Yep. But what I said was what could be interesting was maybe, you know, once a week I'll try to quickly record a little segment going over the stuff that doesn't make it to the show or doesn't make it to the prep sheet, but might still be interesting. Yep. Or there's always a few things every week. And there's, and there's always something that we can certainly go more in depth with Correct. that we might touch on, right. uh, that, uh, particularly if it's anything in either one of our wheelhouses. Right. Uh, it'd be a fun thing to uh, pop on in and yammer about for a little while longer that uh, we didn't give airtime to. So uh, so all like, of those things are uh, potentially possible, I would say. Or, or, or not, I don't even want to say potentially possible. All those things are in the works in some way, shape, or form. So there it is. And yes, Will may have nailed it on the head. Uh, he's asking that uh, he's just drunk again, isn't he? Yeah. Regarding our our big Kev situation yeah. this week on uh, seawater, I, I do suspect that. I do yes. suspect he may be maybe a little tipsy on the macadamia nuts. <laughs> Can you get tipsy on macadamia nuts? Uh, I, I've, I've tried. I'm, I mean, I'm willing to try those uh, those Caramax, the oh. the Hawaiian host. Ca- oh. yeah, those are good. Mm-hmm. Those are good. And then you, you you combine those with some of the. You're not a coffee guy, but you combine those. I, no, I am a coffee. Oh, guy you are now. a coffee yeah. guy. I, you know what converted me to coffee? What? Uh, having to get up in oh, in yeah. the mornings in the morning. and and be and function by seven a.m. Uh, for the start of my work day. That's uh, that was a life I was not used to for many many uh, my entire life. Uh, so now I drink coffee. You can get uh, <laughs> Kona coated macadamia nuts. What? Yeah. So oh boy. So it's you know it's Kona ground up macadamia nuts covered in chocolate then kona coffee i forget the company wow. that makes them um but it is delicious if you have too many your heart will explode uh, yeah i i can imagine that um but it but yes speak speaking of mashups uh, uh, with peanut uh substances by the uh-huh. way uh so i caught in a thread somewhere along the line because it's candy corn 
time of year. It is. It uh, is. And I know I, I'm a candy corn person. I like candy corn. I like candy corn. Yeah, I think, we're, uh, yes. I think Kev is the non-candy corn person in our – Quite possibly, uh, yes. Of the three of us, yeah. Uh, so it doesn't matter where you fit on that spectrum, but apparently if you take a handful of candy corn uh-huh. and combine that with a handful of peanuts uh-huh. and eat that all together, it is an experience to be had uh, that brings back a flavor of peanut butter cookie. So I'm I'm planning to try that this week. I do not have the, the well, uh, peanuts nor candy corn to try that in my household yet, but I, my mind was blown at the idea that that presents. I have had – I don't know that I – I don't know if it's peanut butter cookie – but I have had, you know, what like moose munches or, or you know, like or like trail mix in general. Like, yeah. You know, I've had trail mix that contains. Ask me if I knew what trail mix was. Well, well, because trail mix means different things to different people. Nah, so, so my version of trail mix is like peanuts, M and M's, raisins, and maybe granola. Yeah. Okay. That sounds about but right. But some people are like, it's just granola and peanuts without the M and M's. Like my trail mix has to have some sort of sweet. Yeah. To work with the. Oh yeah. Salty. Definitely. Well, you're, that's. Uh, that's yeah. a that's a personal. Anyway, so um, <laughs> so I have had Halloween themed, be it moose munch, now or trail mix or something that has had candy corn in it. Okay. Um, and I will say it is delicious. Some trail some trail mix has popcorn in it. Oh, I don't, I don't yeah. like I don't like popcorn in my yeah cabinets. I it just that seems like kind of a waste because popcorn yeah. like your trail mix got to have something that's got a little energy factor to yeah it. So there's gonna yeah. be some protein going on there yeah. some sugar popcorn's just sort of <laughs> yeah a little bit of salty a little bit of protein but it, like it offers nothing to keep you moving it's just sort yeah. of just a, just fluff and air and and certainly deliciousness but I don't know think it belongs in a I don't I don't know in that. a trail mix no, per se probably not. Protein popcorn, which I'm sure somebody's making. I'm sure someone is making that. Some. I'm sure if you <laughs> some, Google protein, some popcorn, idiot figured that out. It it, it exists. So uh, yes, Big Kev snack stuff <laughs> in the chat room. That's that's what we're going with this week. Big Kev snack stuff. Um, <laughs> but let's let's move on to the show. Let's move on to what's going on in the wide world of uh, popular. Why culture. not? <clears throat> um. So yeah, so the Orville. Yes. Uh, so that we got our first sort of look at season two this past week. There was a little tree teaser, a, a glimpse, a glimpse. I would call that. Um, but it's still a little bit. But it's, of the it's way a off. taste. It's a taste um, of something. We, we have. It's next year, right? Or uh, no, it's or December. Is it late this this uh, this winter. Um, I believe it is December okay. of this year. Um, this article that we're looking at in front of us doesn't have <laughs> the exact date. But recollection serves me, it's like mid-December that it comes back, which okay. is a weird time for a show to come back because is it going to come back for two weeks and then go away for a week? Right. You know what they might do? They might do a two-hour premiere. Yeah, do like take a premiere, week off. Get you all excited during the holidays. Then, I can't wait for yeah. the Orville to come back and then right. it's back. Yeah. The, yeah. So yeah. – uh but I'm excited for the Orville. Orville was sort of a sleeper hit at yeah, first. Yeah, it think snuck up on all of us. Because all of us. I, I know me personally, I kind of wrote it off like, oh, it's just another Seth, another Seth MacFarlane joint. Yeah. And it's going to be all the same Seth MacFarlane shit. Right. So I kind of I blew it off. And then it ended up becoming one of the best Star Trek shows uh, currently running on TV. And uh, I love it. I absolutely loved last season. And I'm, I'm really psyched to see where they go with this season. It it found really funny ways to handle really dark topics. Yes. Yes. Their social media one was well, uh, particularly the, the social media one uh, sharp. Um, the one about um the one about uh 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 the the gender one. Yes. With with you know killing of the female offspring. Right, and, right, right. And, I mean there were there were some really serious like 
uh, uh, tackles that they got, and and it was great. I mean, I, I loved it, and I'm excited for I'm excited for season two to uh, to come back into the mix. Coolness. Hey, uh, we just got word from uh, from the the fellow over in uh, across, across the sea. Yeah, uh, looking for a moment of pause. So uh, shall I guess we do that and then get him lumped uh, in here and kick off? Or yeah, we... yeah, let's do that. All right, uh, give us two seconds, and we'll be right back with some cat voice, hopefully. All right, we're back. Or not. Well, we're back. <laughs> we are um, back. Technology did not uh, did not favor Big Kev. So uh, we're not we're not sure well, what's going uh, we'll on. We'll keep an ear out. Maybe we can bust him in and uh, fingers crossed uh, whatever's happening uh, over on the Island. Yes, but we'll be uh, fixed. exactly. Um, but let's move forward with uh, with the show. Um, this past weekend, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina kicked off over on Netflix. October Indeed 26th. it did. Um, I really want to watch this. Uh, so I, I, I might be the only one with some experience in this show. Uh, my wife started watching that. Oh, nice. And did and, she enjoy uh, it? She's, um, she's engaged. Okay. I, she seems to, and I haven't really gotten her deep, deep thoughts on it yet, but she seems to have the same look about it and the same approach to it that a lot of friends are saying where it's like, it's good. Okay. It's not like, wow, this is the greatest thing ever. It's like, it's interesting, but kind of like, eh. Is it, is it, is it a bit dark? It's it's quite dark. It's okay. Re- for now, what little bit I've watched with her, and, I, and I, I'm kind of tertiary paying paying attention to it because I'm I'm reading other stuff or I'm, sure. I'm working on other things and kind of glancing up a look. But it, it almost has a to me. It's it's certainly something that belongs on a CW kind of network, right? Uh, but it, it almost has like a Buffy ish kind of feel to okay to uh, only we're dealing with you know witchcraft and, right. and witches and whatnot as opposed to uh, vampirism and so on. But it's uh, it definitely is dark. It had some. Uh, it definitely had some surprisingly and shockingly bloody moments that I was not expecting okay. in that show. Uh, because I for like for me, it's Archie. It's Archie. It's Sabrina. So there's like that goofiness to that world, and I have no exposure to Riverdale. So I I right. I don't really know how much of of that is dark and how much of that darkness is carried over. But I was surprised by a particular moment in the very first episode. Uh, and the amount of blood that in, was involved in that <laughs> was, was it was jarring. Was, was it campy blood? Was it like no? Evil it was dead like blood, or no. Was it, like... it was like holy shit. That's oh, okay. Uh, it was gory. That was a pretty gory moment right, right there uh, in in relation to a particular well, uh, moment in character. So uh, yeah, it was it was surprising and and definitely that I was already like wow this is kind of dark and sinister and that moment was like oh oh okay this this is not a kids show right. at, at remotely. <laughs> At all. So long before Riverdale launched on the CW, there was a reboot of Riverdale. Uh, there was a reboot of Archie in the comic books. Right. Also called, I think it was just called Archie. And Riverdale is very, very loosely based on that. Right. It does not follow the same story. It's It's got a similar vibe and there's to like it. a whole that's like there's like murder and oh, yeah. intrigue and mayhem that i've never seen in an archie comic growing up as a kid so I, i'm thrown by the whole universe in, in general prior to that though in the comic books there was a comic book that came out called the the, the chilling adventures of sabrina okay. which shares a title to the netflix series that was very much a bit horror driven and, okay. and 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 legit horror driven not just a little horror driven you know and gotcha. Sabrina always walked a weird line because even in the classic Archie comics, she was kind of funny and silly, but she dealt with a little bit more right. stuff. I think a lot of people think of Melissa Joan Hart. Oh, when oh yeah. I think Sabrina. Yeah, yeah. And this is clearly a departure from that. V- extreme departure from that. Yeah. Um, but that said, there is humor, but uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's it's 
faintly comic relief right. amongst a, a rather serious backdrop. Backdrop. So um, that said, apparently Netflix has enough confidence in the series, early reviews, early critiques came yep. in that they've already renewed it for a second season. Diving all in. So that's interesting. And th- this is a, a this is one of Netflix's properties. So it's almost it like it, it seems there's a, a running thing going on where Netflix is almost kind of divorcing itself from properties it doesn't necessarily own. Right. It's uh, it's canceled the next season of the the Who Drew the Who Drew the Dicks show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which initially they they had a second season ready to go, but. Uh, so it was rather sudden last week, uh, or within the past few days where the word came down that, no, they're, they're actually not proceeding with that. And it's being shopped around to other, uh, other venues. So, uh, it's almost like they're, they're, they're starting to pull themselves away from stuff that doesn't belong to them and focusing pretty intently on their actual properties that they own. It's an interesting business strategy. I think they're mm. trying to set themselves apart. I think they have more confidence in their own unique content. Um, I I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see what happens. Yeah. But you know, if they if they if they become too if they become too you know separated from the rest of reality, that could hurt them in the long run. Yeah. But you know, Stranger Things. So exactly. Yeah, they, so. they have a lot of really strong, good properties right. that uh, that hopefully remain strong and good, and you know they don't succumb to any kind of laziness or or, sure. or writing slumps or anything like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it is cause for pause and concern that I don't know that you want to be quite so quick to let these other properties sort of slip away and possibly, right. and possibly end up in a rival's hands and, uh, and take away, uh, just more of a subscriber, yeah, your, your revenue stream yep. and your, and your, your base. So, yep. we'll so I wonder if it, it's just a lot of, uh, a lot of this might be. Uh, prep and posturing for the uh, the inevitable juggernaut that's going to be the Disney system that comes out what next year? Yeah, I, uh, I have this so year. many concerns about that system. Yeah, I, I, I really do. It's, I'm very intrigued to see what sort of game changing that all does because it's. I mean, uh, I love Disney. It's a monumental release, I think, and uh, yeah, I, I love I, Disney properties. My biggest concern with Disney is Disney has a tendency to be cost prohibitive at times. Yep. And if this if it's like a twenty dollar a month service, yeah, that's uh, it's, that's what everybody's waiting on it, is what it, that what that price point's going to yeah, be. There's just no way I can justify twenty dollars a month. Nope. Like even if it had all the Marvel Netflix shows, I I can't justify twenty dollars. It's just too much. I, I even I, so if, if they want to really really be competitive, I, I I don't know that it's something that even warrants an HBO Go kind of price tag, which is fifteen bucks a month. Yeah. Um. And I, I have a feeling that probably is where they're gonna circle is around the fifteen bucks a month thing. But ideally, I, I like I would jump in on a ten dollar a month for that Disney service. I'd even go up to like twelve, yeah. twelve or thirteen. Like I think twelve, I would be comfortable with. Fifteen yeah. starts they, to get a little scrape questionable. That fourteen ninety five, it becomes a question mark, and uh, I don't know if I want to do that. You know, and my problem with Disney from a again, I'm a Disney fan. We, I mean, the James Gunn shit aside, but I'm a Disney fan in general. Um, but you know, they they play games with their properties. Oh yeah, like oh, it's going the vault. in the vault, or, the old vault, you know, spiel. like Gravity Falls ended, and it took them almost two oh. years. Uh, let's see if this works. That was a surprise. Hello, are you there? Ah, damn it! Ah, we still got nothing. Um, so you know, with Gravity Falls, the show ended, and it took them a significant amount of time 
to release the DVD box set. And they played games with it where they put out those, oh, best of episode. Like, they play stupid games with their content. Right. And I don't want this to be like, oh, I'm going to pay 20 a month, let's say. Right? And then, oh, but but 101 Dalmatians is only available for six months. And then we're going to pull That's it. the other like, trick, yeah. I don't want... I, I, like if I'm paying a significant chunk of change each month, you better put everything on there from launch, and it better be available from launch. This is, uh, I mean, and this is part I of the, play games. the larger conversation which we've had over the past couple of weeks, and and a conversation that has been picking up in steam is the discussion about streaming versus ownership. And right. suddenly the spotlight is on people like me who are physical media hounds and still like to get those Blu-rays, and now we're being justified. Right. Um, as, as streaming things are disappearing little by little, Filmstruck just canceled. Warner Brothers just axed the Filmstruck service, which uh, handled a lot of Warner Classic films, which they – and the unfortunate thing is – and we're actually seeing people who have been staunch enemies of piracy. Um, the writer Matt, Matt Zoller cites, uh, right. real star ledger writer and uh, just great TV writer. Him and Alan Stephen Waller are a great du- duo that I've been reading for years. And even Matt Zoller cites one of the most staunch – anti-piracy voices is even saying you know warner's is killing filmstruck so a lot of these titles can't live on without piracy so i support piracy if you can't fucking get the stuff through these studios it's it's so it's so dumb because so for let's go back to gravity falls for Mm -hmm. a second right I'll, i'll pull back the fanboy curtain for a moment while i was waiting for an official release of gravity falls i sought out um i sought out a bootleg copy of the show. Right. I'm not ashamed to admit It's it. the only choice you had. I, I, I wanted it. I didn't want just three episodes. I wanted the entire run of the show. Yep. I wanted to be able to watch it whenever I wanted to watch it. And I sought out a boot because Disney, for whatever reason, didn't feel the need to make it available. And they do this with a lot of content that they own. That they, Just random shit. They're like, eh, we're not going to. You know, like years ago, Disney put out these tins you remember that they they were dvd tins they came in silver tins yes and yes, it was yes. it was old classic disney cartoons yep. not the films it was there was the goofy tin and the donald tin yep. and yep, the yep, mickey yep. T- right don't you, you have a pile of these don't you or- I, I know the only tin that i have the only tin that i ever got from that series was the goofy tin the only reason i got the goofy tin was because it had the episode where goofy goes down the ski slope. Oh yes, with the yell, my all-time favorite cartoon sound effect. Right with the in what is it? History. What is it? The Wilhelm, not the. It's Wilhelm. not the Wilhelm. It's, it's just the... they just had a yodeler. It's yeah. it's it's just the goofy yell. The uh, and for those that don't know, it's the yeah, yeah, exactly that one. It's... My favorite sound cartoon sound ever. But if you want to get your hands on the rest of most of that content, those DVDs sell for in excess of three or four hundred dollars online, and that content just is not available anywhere. Why? Why is that not content? Why is that just not available everywhere? It's, it's and I would this pay is a, for it. This is a game that it drives me bonkers that Disney plays this game anymore because the, the, the days of the vault and things going on moratorium, all of that stuff is over now. It's 2018, man. All, all of us, I mean, there are people, we, we have a friend who has a Plex server uh, and he collects all his movies and stuff on here. The man has a, it's basically a coffee, coffee table sized fucking hard drive. Right. To store Literally everything. everything. Yeah. Literally everything he he purchases and consumes, and he, he put, backs it up on this hard drive. We, we the public are the film historians at this point. Like you, you, you make this stuff accessible. The vault is over. It's the same issue I have. Like Tron Uprising is in the same boat as Gravity Falls. Where, where it's, is it's it? just in limbo. Right. You can buy it uh, on iTunes in a in a, a you know streaming 
uh, digital version, but we all, but you know, what's to, what's to stop Disney tomorrow going like tonight, I want Tron uprising. I'll buy Tron uprising. And tomorrow like, now we're pulling it from this service. It doesn't exist anymore. Your license is expired. Bye. Right. iTunes did that. Or, or iTunes it's, didn't do it. Somebody did it. It happened on iTunes. Very recently. A month, two months ago. Yeah. Is, is, and it's what it has started a lot of this discussion and a lot of this backlash against streaming services. Like, if you're going to do this to us, we have to pirate. So a lot, a, a very a, a large outspoken spoken movement about physical media has, has developed over the past month, month and a half. Uh, because of this very reason, things are, are just disappearing. Especially because when you buy a lot of this content. You're under the impression that you now have access to that content for life. For, for, uh, you own it, right? It's uh, on it's the, the cloud, and you own it. But you, uh, you, in any terms of service, look it over. Yeah. You d- you're licensing it. You are licensing. Same with Kindle. Same with uh, uh, any and, any uh, music. Your music, uh, right? Uh, like, like, and I'm not talking uh, if you're a Spotify or an Apple Music subscriber. Which, when you end your subscription, there goes your your shit that you were listening to. Through that, and that's to be understood. That, that, right. But I'm talking about stuff you've bought. bought. You have purchased music on iTunes. You don't. You license and, that music. You don't own it. And if and if the the rights holder decides I don't want this to go through iTunes anymore, your music goes away. And the bigger issue with that is that they are not charging you discounted prices. But right. You're buying something on iTunes. You're potentially paying twenty or thirty, yep. forty bucks. Yep, yep, yep. With the assumption that you own it, and then they they could potentially yank it a week later. The um, that's I'm fucking a, insanity. This is my uh, Midnight Run, one of my all time favorite movies. It's in my top five. I love Midnight Run. The only way I can own it right now, it's there's it's not been released on Blu-ray, at least not one that's accessible. Right. Um, it uh, was part of that whole HD DVD versus Blu-ray war, and HD DVD is where they put it out. They never did it on a Blu-ray uh, that I've been able to find, at least at, at a reasonable price. Right. So I bought the digital on iTunes, but that is subject to any time, any time uh, the studio decides, nah, midnight run, we're going to do a anniversary thing, so we don't want this on digital anymore. We're going to freshen it up. So pull that license, buy, and it could go away. Right. It could go in a blink. I remember years ago, I don't want to get too down in the bogs with this, although I think it's a good conversation, but years ago I remember there was a movie that I absolutely love and adore. And we'll watch a million times in my lifetime. I believe it's directed by Kenneth Branagh, or maybe he's which only one was in this it? again? I'm sorry. A Midwinter's Tale. I believe he directed that. Too. He directed yeah, that, yeah. correct? That sounds um, correct. So, for those of you who don't know, Midwinter's Tale is a it's a black and white little film that Branagh did, and it involves a group of miscreants. Not miscreants isn't the right word. It's that was uh, the musical one, wasn't it? No, 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 no. It's the one where they put on the production of Hamlet in the little church to save it. There's one guy that's playing Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Right. The one character's name is Fadge. <laughs> um, there, there's there's the, the, the one of the funniest scenes from it is the guy is auditioning for Hamlet and he's going to deliver a monologue from Richard. Okay. Now is the window of our discontent, yes. right? And <laughs> Michael Maloney, by the way, the yeah. uh, Laertes from his uh, Hamlet. Yeah. And he, you know, he does he does the whole hunched over, dragging his arm down. <laughs> now is the winter of our disc. And and uh, whoever the director is, I don't think it's Brana that's playing the director, but whoever the gentleman that's playing the director of the production of Hamlet in the film is like, no, no, I wanted a little bit more like this. And he gives him some directorial notes, and the guy goes to do the audition and does it the absolute. Same way, complete, <laughs> complete transformation. It's, I mean, it's, it's a ridiculous, funny, hilarious movie forever and ever and ever. It was not available. I forget the company that owns it. It might be Warner brothers, but they finally, Warner brothers finally started this on demand. 
this physical on-demand service right? where you can go onto their website. And you could choose a, a DVD to have sent to you, And right? it's for like eight bucks. Yeah. They'd burn it to a disc and they'd send it to you in a very generic DVD case. But at right. least you – But you have a physical you copy. you owned it. And you, you own that you copy. You own that copy. Can, as long as you have a functioning uh, DVD player, you can watch that film. Right. Um, so I, I, I think that we, we've, there's been this grand shift that has, that I've watched happen and it's been frustrating as hell for me because yeah. I love my 3d Blu-rays, which are no longer supported. They're done in the U S right. Um, you know, before they even finished the damn, you know, through infinity war cycle of Marvel, they just gave it up. They just gave it up. Um, but the, you know, the physical media releases always two weeks behind, sometimes three weeks behind on a digital release. They're really pushing digital. And now there's finally there's some vindication for me because there's some pushback on, well, shit, digital is a problem. Right. Good. You, right. It, and it, uh, to me, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, they're setting themselves up for a class action lawsuit because they should not be allowed to push digital the way they push digital yep. and then have the ability to yank it out from underneath you. Because yep, yep. whether or not it's in the terms and service of, of the service, I, I understand. Shady as but when you, when you go to it, right, and Will brought this up in the chat room just now, when you go to that little icon on Amazon, it, on Hulu, on iTunes, it says buy, buy now. now. Yep. It doesn't say rent now. It doesn't say lease now. Yep. If, it if says anything, say, say buy now. Uh, buy now with an asterisk or or show license now or license something. this Correct. this film for uh, in, in perpetuity until you're until the fucking thing ends. Oh, for God's sake! Correct. So. Um, it, and hello? And is he there? Hello? Oh, there he is. Hey, what's going on? Hello? 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 I can hear you. Excellent, well. And we can, you're, you're echoey, but we hear you. Yeah, I'm echoey because for some reason, uh, it's not going into my headphones. I'm working on that. But I know what the problem was, and I fixed it. Huzzah. Yeah! So, so we're, yes, we're about to move on to a new news story. So it's a good break in perfect time. But to wrap that up. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a big issue and it needs to be addressed, but that was know, a hell of a tangent. We went on, it but was. I think it was a worthy but coverage. That, that's all right. Um, the Boba Fett movie, which was long in sort of production slash gestation over at Disney, um, Lucas, whatever it is, whatever the little sub company is over there is dead in the water. There's a big difference between mostly dead and all dead. Oh, and, th- uh, and this is all dead. Yeah, uh, Kev, don't forget to pop into Instagram as well, please. Yeah, well, when I solve one problem, then I'll have another. Ah, fair <laughs> enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, so, so yeah, the the um, so yeah, the Boba Fett movie is dead. I'm not entirely surprised by this. Um, I'm not entirely upset by it either. If I'm being honest, I mean, it's so. Uh, I never wanted a Boba Fett movie. It's the, the response to that overall was a giant meh from us. <laughs> Seemingly everybody. Oh, what's that, Kev? I was mocking uh, OG for saying he never wanted a Boba Fett movie. Ah. Uh, but, um, yeah, there was a big uh, resounding meh in response to it. And then uh, and once The Mandalorian came out, everybody – like that – the meh got even bigger for right. Boba Fett. And everybody was like, well, we're just worried about what Favreau's doing. Yeah, I mean I, I was – I guess I would say that I was I was sort of interested to see what they would do with it. Was it going to be an – or was it going to be like a mid-story? Was it going to be a he escaped the Sarlacc pit? I had interest in it from a curiosity standpoint. Yeah. But, to, but there were much, I wasn't amped. There were other movies that I, I – like Kenobi, for example. I, that's the movie Kenobi. I And that's see. been the thing I, I, I said the other them like farewell boba hello obi please yes please like that's the one everybody wants even the people that bitch and piss and whine and moan yeah. about star wars are still like yeah i want to see what uh what ewan does is uh as let's get more obi-wan tales right and i i, I don't you're you're I'm, biased 
I don't know what you're doing over there, but it sounds like you're knocking down shelves in a Costco. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying. Okay. Um, so, um, did I don't... you do a break yet? Did we do what? A break. No, we have not done a break yet. Right, I'm going to hang up and work on this, and, and then during the break, hopefully we'll square it away. All right, perfect. Yeah, Sounds good. We'll probably take a break in about five minutes, so... Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on in his end over there. It sounded like it was knocking over shelves in construction. It sounded like juggernaut. He was building the booth that uh, that he's going to be speaking in to kill the echo. Jesus, uh, <laughs> I'm the big Kev, bitch. <laughs> just running through, like just knocking shit over. Um, we love you, Kev. Um, so yeah, I was never too jazzed about a Boba Fett movie. Um, I'm not, I'm also not excited about a Yoda movie. Like I hope that's an absolute joke and a flash in the pan. Oh, that's a thing that was that said? was that was one you of those ones news was, on me. Right that there. was one of those ones that was bandied about yeah. a bit ago. Um, honestly, it, in the legacy series of films, which I guess is what the Solo was, right? That was like a legacy. Isn't that they call those legacy or they had yeah. some weird name for them? Or the anthology um, series, or um, or maybe anthologies is what they were called. I thought, but I thought I thought Solo had a separation from Rogue One. Rogue One was an anthology. I thought Solo had a different one, but maybe I could be wrong. Um, well, they were, yeah, they were. I mean, they were both a Star Wars story. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So, so maybe that's their deal. Um, but Obi Wan is the one I want. I, I yeah. I I'm more excited about the Mandalorian. Yeah. I'm more excited about a TV show that's going to explore yet another Mandalore, a little bit more into that myth and mythology. Um, visually, he looks badass. Oh God, yeah. I mean, fucking a. It's it's what if it's what if Boba Fett was in Deadwood. Yep, I mean it's what it looks like. I'm uh, I'm on I'm on board. Yeah, I'm on board. And I, the 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 one disappointment, James Mangold, I think is a great director. I, I absolutely love love what he did with Old Man Logan, and I think he could have brought a really interesting spaghetti western gravitas to uh, to a Boba Fett story. So that's disappointing. But otherwise, it's not too big a deal. I don't know what's happening there. Or, or you know, call back before we go on break. That works, too. No, no, I think I got it. Oh, oh okay. yeah, I think you did. <laughs> well, you do, you do sound better than you did prior, so that's huzzah. See? Um, of course, See? We, we are getting ready to take that break. With that. And with that, OG, we will take our first and only break on this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 516, The One Without a Name. We're calling it Goosey. Oh, goosey. Ooh, that send a shiver up my spine. <laughs> hey, it's Laszlo from Los Santos, San Andreas. You're listening to the loneliest man in show business. It's Game Stuff with Coke Logic. Ahoy, hoy. Welcome to Game Stuff. I'm your host, Coke Logic. <laughs> no spoilers. The wait is over and the day has come. Red Dead Redemption 2 has been released and the hype leading up to it has been validated. Although I could see some people hating it. Out of the gate, Red Dead 2 is a cinematic experience. It's not just the photorealistic mountains and valleys or the breathtaking lighting, but the tone of the game is story-driven, where the dialogue and characters' poetically crafted words are most prominent. Yes, you'll be shooting bad guys and robbing trains, but on the ride over you'll be listening to characters talk, which has been present in Rockstar Games but it's magnified by the sheer size of this open world. A lot of travel and a lot of talking. Which is great for some. I'm on board. But I'm treating the game like a TV series, where I don't expect to know everything at once, but I'm letting the story unfold as I go. But I know there are others out there that'll see a cowboy game and think there's a lot of action, 
only to be turned off by a real-time truck across the land to pick up a wagon and drive it back. But luckily the game isn't that dull. There's variety everywhere, and the game missions feel concise enough that I never feel like, let's get this over with. Especially because this is an open world game. Don't feel like doing a story mission? Track a legendary animal, go play dominoes, be a bounty hunter, or just wander the land. Because the random strangers you come across and their unexpected stories are the best parts of this game. What begins as a, hey mister, can you help me? Now has cutscenes and a backstory, which is the secret sauce in this rockstar stew. An astonishing attention to detail. Not just the polish, which I haven't come across a single glitch. It's the fidelity of the textures on the wall. It's the deformation and behavior of mud as my character interacts with it. It's the functional mirror on the second story of a house I walked into in a massively open world game. It's one of those games where the technology is at such a great height that you don't see the code in the matrix. You don't see the anti-aliasing. You don't see how everything is basically polygons. You see a place. You take a screenshot when the natural light is perfect. And you don't think about how the townsfolk are programmed to remember your interactions, but only that they saw you earlier and they recall your experience. And when all these things come together, you forget that the animation is kind of clunky at times or your horse should be way faster. And you realize that you're playing a game that is easily doing what 99% of the other games out there cannot do, which is to create a game you can get lost in. Even if I'm 30% progress into the game and I haven't seen an overarching story other than, you're an outlaw, I know Big Kev will just tell me to slow down, wait, and see. This is Coke Logic signing off for GameStop. Build your own R2-D2, the ultimate interactive droid. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Call toll-free now on 877-544-6779 or go to buildr2d2.com and we'll send you your first monthly pack, including four magazines and model parts, all for just $9.99. Your R2-D2 model comes complete with voice recognition, sensors, remote control app and camera, plus magazines packed with fascinating behind-the-scenes facts. Explore the amazing world of building the galaxy, droid directory, understanding robotics, as well as your easy step-by-step -step assembly guide. Start building your favorite droid today. This offer is not available in stores, so go online to buildr2d2.com or call toll-free now and get your first monthly pack for just $9.99 today. Model Space. got the score right. I mean, the score is beautiful and brilliant. Beautiful and brilliant. The Orville. Sorry, I was I was searching for this. This. Oh, you found post. the thing. I yes. found. I found it. It was. It was under my new. Uh, it was under my new T-shirt, which I purchased last week. Um, oh my god! <laughs> because I felt like I needed to have. I got to hold that up to the what's room. It, what's it say? Uh, <laughs> we're gonna hold that out <laughs> to the room because this is great. <clears throat> Oh, but it's reversed. Uh, what it says is... <laughs> it says, Beholder, Vision of Doom. <laughs> Why is it backwards through the I, fucking phone like that? How do you turn know. that off? You, you, oh, you can't. It's, Technology. It's one, of, uh, it's one of Joe Manganiello's uh, 
line. Joe Manji. Yeah, one of his uh, one of his T-shirts from his Death Saves line of T-shirts. Um, I was like, no, I, I kind of need a T-shirt with the beholder on it. But anyway, we during the break there, we had um, uh, we had a word from our sponsor, which we'll talk about first, and then we can get talk about uh, game stuff because I'm sure uh, Big Kev wants to address it at least a little bit. So don't forget, you could check out Build R two D two Build R two D two dot com for one of the most excellent, awesomest um, build your own R two D two with all of the cool features you could ever hope, want, and wish for. Um, Realistic droid movement, a projector, remote control app enabled, pop-up lightsaber, microphone and speakers, rechargeable batteries, extending arm, a video camera, a still camera, and much, much more. And the joy much, of much more building the crap out of it, it which is awesome. There, awesome. There's uh, the accomplishment of, of not just having that sent to you in such a way, but you really... From the ground up, put that sucker together, and I think that's awesome. So if you'd like to get in on this, you can go to buildr2d2.com, or you can give them a call. 877-544-6779. And uh, I also want to quickly mention that Geek Flea is coming up on November 10th. It's Geek Flea 16, November 10th. 16, you said? 16, at the wow. Presbyterian Church in lovely Kearney, uh, New Jersey. I will be there. I will be there. You will not be there. Uh, I will <laughs> be there. In spirit. In spirit, you will be there. Maybe I'll turn on the Maybe I'll turn on the Instagram live. Nice. Oh, that would be great. You know, uh, OG, if we could do some virtual shopping together, that would be awesome. I'm sure we can arrange that. <laughs> Actually, I'll just, I'll, I'll tape it. We'll do it on Instagram. That'll be fun. There you go. Um, that would I am be fun. planning to make an appearance. Oh, sweet. Hopefully at a, at sure a clock, but uh, you know, we'll, sure we'll, you we'll see if, if that happens. <laughs> Our friends, sure you will. Our friend Caesar will be there. He's got a table next to us with all sorts of prints and fun and exciting things. The mayor will be there as always next to us as well. So nice. it should be it should be a very good show. I'm deeply disappointed the last time around uh I ended up missing out on Superfan Sergei. So I mean maybe we'll look out this time. I think he's coming. Around. He is coming. I believe he is Possibly. coming. Okay. That's yes. even more drive to uh, to make it this because uh, are we uh, are we going to discuss the 500 party before the end of the show tonight? Yeah, we'll do it towards the end of the show. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have to address that. Yeah. So, do you do you want to address Coke Logic at all, Big Kev? Oh, you bet I do. <laughs> because his words on his little segment on our show are not matching the words that he is putting out on Twitter. Okay. Now that said. I understand that maybe my words to him have affected him in such a way as to maybe he's taken a breath and taken a step back and decided that just because it's not uh, uh, one of those awful games uh, that everything happens in, in you know, the first hour uh, and then you're just repeating the shit over and over again. Um, like, I can't remember the name of that game now, which I, I loathe. But it's like one of the really popular games. It's like spacey and they're wearing armor and they shoot shit. And literally you do Destiny? five things and, and then you repeat those five things Was 85 times. It's got to be Destiny. Destiny. Yeah. yeah, that would be Destiny. Yeah, And, and I, I absolutely loathe that game for that very reason. So the fact that he is – was – let me rephrase. He was complaining about the fact that you know it took forever to ride across the country – and get a stagecoach or a wagon or whatever and then drive it back. Well, guess what, Coke Logic? In the Old West, it took a long time for you to get from point A to point B <laughs> and then grab the thing at point B and bring it back to point A. I mean, look, and if you were lucky, you wouldn't die from dysentery. 
So, <laughs> and literally, and literally catch dysentery, develop dysentery, and be killed by dysentery in the time it took you to do that ride. That's right. So, uh, yeah. So, so that said, I, I like the fact that if he is at least, if my words have affected him in such a way as he is slowing down and enjoying the game, which he should and everybody should take as a cinematic experience because that's what it is. And he's right. I, I think the best thing that he said in, in his I, – I love everything he said in his segment. But the best thing he said in his segment, I have to say, is the fact that it's an open world. Oh, you don't feel like uh, – oh, you don't feel like following the storyline, which he describes as not really developed 30% in. You know, that just could be that he's missing it, number one. And number two, but if you don't feel like following it, like I rarely – feel like following this when i played the last one red dead redemption i didn't really follow the storyline until i felt i was comfortable doing everything else and you know what made me comfortable doing everything else riding around in the humongous open world now this is the last one and this one i understand is something like 10 times bigger some crazy number um it it, riding around and having those little one-off um uh, little adventures with people you run into on the road that that uh, honed my shooting skills and negotiating and tracking those animals and skinning them and all that stuff. But what I didn't hear him talk about um, is bathing and shaving and making sure that you wash your clothes. All of these things are part of this new game and they do have adverse effects if you don't take care of them. Which I think is amazing, and and is, is those are the kind of details. Too much real world emo- immersion, though, when you're you're worrying about laundry. I don't want to worry about laundry in a video well, game. Okay, but here's my point. My point is is that if you're going to be immersed in a game, uh, laundry is going to be an issue. Bathing, shaving, finding food. If you don't have food or water, and you're riding in the desert. Your health gets affected. Yeah, you know why? Because if you were riding in the desert and you didn't have water your health would get affected. Yeah. And I think that's great. And you, PK, of all people, I would think would appreciate this because this is, this is we are just a physicality removed from Westworld here. Well, that, this was going to be my, my very next question to you was, uh, I, and I, I have never played a Red Dead game. I'm not a gamer gamer, so I, I might get lost in the, in the technique and be terrible at it because I'm just terrible at shooting games and aiming and all that stuff. But that all aside, like how how much can I divorce my my mind from this being whatever Red Dead Redemption's story arc is and just pretend I'm in Westworld? Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly the point is you can totally do that right out of the gate in the story mode because you don't have to follow the story mode. But more importantly, PK, um, multiplayer is coming. Yeah. And multiplayer is you create the dude from the ground up. Okay. Like literally, like from the DNA up. If they're going to use the same model they used for GTA 5, it's literally like genetics. Oh, wow. (laughs) You're creating the genetics up. And I just, I think that's tremendous. I I think that's, you know, we we talk so much about, and, and I hate to make the comparison because I recognize they're two different things and I don't want OG's head to explode. But I, I, you know, this is, this is uh, this is D and D in the old west as a video game. I, I'm been, and, okay, yeah, that's fine. I'm okay I, I with mean, that. from the character creation perspective, that's what it is because you're literally creating that guy from the ground yeah. up, and how you behave with him or her online 
you know, it's entirely up to you, just like it would be in D&D. Now you add in the fact that the mechanics, um, as I understand it, PK, the mechanics are not very difficult at all. They, I believe they preserved the uh, auto lock uh, feature from GTA 5, which means you wouldn't have to worry so much about aiming. Okay. Um, and other things, I mean, you'll want to develop some aiming things so you get some headshots and you can shoot the gun out of people's hands and there's, you know, like, uh, objectives and things for that. I, what I'm saying is this is, this is the next great step towards, uh, the, the realistic, um, uh, removal of yourself and insertion into something else. I, and I think he touched on that a little bit, but I, I just think it's. This this changes things, I think. I, I just want to create a character who like works in a bar and just interact with other people there all you day. Go. Long. That's it. I want to be the, I want to be like, a, like a, I want to a be a full role play situation yeah. like what my buddy's doing in uh, GTA these yeah. days. Yeah. I want to be like a hairdresser like in the old Star Wars <laughs> galaxies. <laughs> Where I just sit in a town and just change people's looks all day. There you long. go. That was, that was a that, thing. Uh, I don't know that you can do that. That was a thing uh, in Galaxies. Do you remember? Oh, I, I remember that, but yeah. I don't think that's a thing in Red Dead Redemption right. Two. All, all of all of this, all of this, this massive install, these this billion terabyte install, and all that. Ninety-two. No, no, no VR mode. No VR mode. Not a hint of VR mode. Not a, a VR mode coming down the line. Come on, come on. Uh, that would. Be, I, mean, that I think. Would it's, put me I think it's in the happen. Wild West, I and think, I'm in. No, well, well, think about this, PK. The VR stuff happened really in the last couple of years. Let's say the last three or four years is really when it ramped up. Would you agree? The VR? Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. This has been in development for 10 years. So? <laughs> That's all I'm just so, saying. You know, like, they're, they're saving, the last three or four, they should have been developing VR, goddammit. <laughs> they're saving that for next year's relief, uh, release, uh, uh, Red Wan Redemption. <laughs> So that's that's the VR version. Ready Player Redemption. Yeah, you're Ready Player One. There one. you go. So, what? <laughs> Red one. Player One. Yeah. Oh. All right. Let's let's move forward in the news. Um, <laughs> we started off the show tonight with um, we started off the show tonight with some trippy Twilight Zone music. Yes, we did. Because as we've talked about on this show um, before, Twilight Zone is getting a full reboot, and it will be hosted by. Um, Jordan Peele, right? He is he, he is, is hosting it. And he, he is, is producing. Correct. Uh, it's ba- he he is basically the Rod Serling of, of this uh, of this, this thing. Uh, I, I hope that doesn't involve him like doing a goofy Rod Serling because I can picture Jordan Peele doing. I'm going to talk like Rod Serling with the cigarette and the hair. And I, I give him I, a pass. Yeah. I give him a pass if it's just at the top. Just of the acknowledge episode. it, like That's somewhere it. in there, but yeah. not, maybe not even necessarily every every yeah. show. Like I I really want him to do his own thing and and find he's more creative than that i think to find other ways to pay the homage to serling in the old school twilight sure. zone while telling well, really great and really cr- hopefully good creepy good social commentary stories and on that note i have a problem with it right out of the gate according to this article it looks like they're remaking nightmare at thirty thousand feet for the third time i'm glad he has a problem with it because I like th- this is debate i i and so, so this has been a bone of contention with a lot of folks on twitter like you know why are you making things why do we need to see you do all original stuff here's why i'm on board with it um i just i the nightmare at thirty thousand feet has been remade at least one additional time and i think masterfully with uh with the, with the originals with shatner of course shatner right. there's mm-hmm. something on the wing 
And then you have John Lithgow right? Yes. in the um, Twilight Zone, the movie, years later. And I'm reasonably sure there – I don't know that it was a full remake, but in the <clears throat> late – mid to late 80s, they had that uh, – another Twilight Zone reboot TV series, which started with – it was – I think it's like like mid-80s when that happened because Bruce Willis was in one of the very early episodes. Um, and I believe somewhere in there someone remade the – um, oh, I, I didn't know about that. Within one. that, I, I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I, I'm going off of childhood memory, which is flawed. Um, but I, I like some of these these Twilight Zone stories. First, the the Nightmare at Thirty Thousand Feet is just an iconic Twilight Zone story. I I just I just want to see what somebody else does with it, and and I'm I want to see what Adam Scott does in uh, in that role. I'm assuming he's the guy in the uh, in the plane seeing the gremlin out on the wing. Yeah, like um, you I assume mean, that. I mean, I assume that you well, know, it might be the, he might be the gremlin. I don't know. One of my favorite uh, Twilight Zone stories ever, 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 ever is Beauty is in the Eye of the Beholder. Oh yeah, um, outstanding. I think that that could be remade in 2018 mm-hmm. um, because really that was a social commentary even at that point in time. Oh yeah. Um, and you know, with with the sort of and there, there could be a social media that we have going now. on in yeah. 2018 with social media and everything else, and the Kardashians and all that kind of yep. crazy shit. Um, there's 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 an interesting modern take on some of those things, and I'd be I I'm okay with yeah. seeing them if they're handled it's properly. What, what they're and what they're doing is there there are select episodes they're going to revisit and remake, and I think that's fine. Yeah. Uh, and and peppering those in amongst what is largely original stories for for this time. Um, I, I think it's, uh, it's a, it's a great way to kind of, you know, tip the hat with every episode or two or three, uh, to some, to, to the, uh, to what led before and, uh, you know, having that usher in some really unique storytelling for, uh, for 2018. Um, did you guys talk about the Orville already? Yes, yes. we did. Oh man. <laughs> um, sorry. We opened up the show with the Orville. Um, I mean, I assume you're excited for its return much like we are. I am very excited for its return. That's a show that should run forever. Yes. Because that thing is funny as hell. Um, we concur with you. Yes. Clueless is another one that's getting a remake. Right. So at first I was like, do we need a Clueless remake? Although we just got the Heathers. Clueless is now, and in a few years we'll get Mean Girls. How, the only part of Clueless that, that has me intrigued is that by the same writer um, – from glow you, yeah so there, there's a good there's at least a good pedigree, pedigree behind the yeah. pen um right. how how well that translates and everything else we'll see but and, and honestly yeah. clueless was clueless was a great 90s movie and tackled things that were happening in for the that 90s. time you again could, you could <laughs> definitely have those same characters transplanted to now and right. and how because clueless in the world of social media it's an entirely different right. world now um but you so, have to yeah. somehow figure out a way to be get paul rudd in there um, and Donald Faison have to be in there. Paul Rudd could, say, could play the same character, <laughs> the same age, no because that son know. of a bitch has not He's aged not since aged. Clueless. It's, it's true. He just stopped <laughs> aging. He came out of the womb looking the way he yeah. does, and it just is. He like goes, he's he's a he's he's an android. At the end of every day, he steps into a cryo chamber. Eh. Him, <laughs> him, and Jude Law. Jude yeah. Law. They didn't do makeup for Jude Law in AI. Like that's his true form. Yeah. And they put makeup on him to make him look like a humanoid, but he's right. another fucking android. Yeah. <laughs> These people are ridiculous. Um, so the, the next story, <laughs> everybody that I talked to about the next story on the prep sheet had the same exact response that we're going to have on this show. I have no doubt. DreamWorks is in final negotiations for an, uh, Mice and Mystics adaptation. Mice and Mystics is a tabletop game. That it's awesome. It is an amazing game. I've heard. I've never played. Um, it's coming to the big screen. 
But every single person that I know that I talk to about this, their exact response was, yeah, 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 that's great. Where's the Mouse Guard movie? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Everybody yeah, has yeah. the same reaction. You know, we look as a fantasy loving society. We love, you know, anthropomorphic mice, mice and, and animals in general in fantasy. You know, long before Mouse Guard and even uh, Mice Templar, which I also liked from yep. Mike Amenoming. I mean, I Man. grew up reading a series of books, the Redwall series of books. Yep. Which was mice and fox and all sorts of other all animals. Yep. Um, beautiful, beautifully written fantasy series i mean there's just an appeal to that um disney's robin hood disney's robin hood yep so um i'm excited about this um i don't want to take away from it by saying where's the mouse guard movie yeah. that being said where's the mouse guard movie i, I have a confession when in just scanning these stories and all uh -huh. i saw was mice mystic and adaptation in yeah. uh, glancing by in the headline i'm like oh this must be some I, you know do we got we have something about mouse guard yeah no <laughs> and then and just rattled on with everything else and uh only just learned now as we're reading through this line in the show yeah. that new no, that's not the case so yeah where's the mouse guard movie? all right so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to skip a few of these things because we are running a little tight on time. Mm -hmm. So let's 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 cherry pick. We can skip the next you, one for now. That'll you know what? Keep... While you're skipping around, I have a question. Go Where ahead. is the Netflix Watership Down remake? Yeah, word. Per permanently dead. Um, let's go to the. Yeah. Let, we're, we we have to talk about the Joker. So let's talk about that. Okay. Um, so Joker finds its new Alfred. Um, or finds an Alfred and young Bruce Wayne. They've cast both of these roles. Douglas Hodge um, from The Night Manager and Penny Dreadful and Dante Pereira Olsen from Happy <laughs> and You Were Never Really Here have been cast um, as Alfred and Bruce Wayne, respectively. Um, I don't, I'm not really familiar with either of these characters. Um, the, uh, Bruce Wayne is a the son of a millionaire. Uh, sorry, sorry, actors, <laughs> sorry, actors, actors. You beat me to it. I'm not familiar with either of these live, actors. Live via satellite, he still beat me to it. I, um, love it. <laughs> I guess I'm not surprised. I uh, I hadn't really thought about what Batman's role would be yeah, in this I, movie. So obviously, I don't if know it's that, a young Bruce Wayne, it's not a Batman role. It's uh, the only thing reading and and it's it's pure speculation. But reading young Bruce Wayne. Uh, in relation to stories talking about this particular movie, I, I just sweat that they're going with the Joker is the murderer of Bruce Wayne's parents story arc that was brought to us by the Michael Keaton Batman. And I don't, I don't think so. care for that one. So I'm hoping they're not entertaining that uh, in any fashion here. But we'll see. Yeah, so... I don't know. It's, They've it's already given the name to a jo to the Joker, I so mean, who knows where where else they're going? I'm I'm still fairly excited for this overall, so I guess I'll check it out. Um, I feel like this is yet another. I feel like this is yet another clue that they might be so happy with the way this is going that they want to tie it into that probable Batman universe. It's it's entirely possible that that's where this is headed. Um, Castlevania season two debuted on Netflix towards the end of last week. I've yet to dive in, although it is on my list. Um, but with that being said, the creator behind Castlevania, who I kind of have a love hate relationship right now with, uh, outside of Castlevania, but he sort of teased that he has another big video game project coming to Netflix and, Everybody and their mother is speculating that it is going to be a Legend of Zelda series. Um, I actually have some insight on this. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. It's actually going to be uh, a Cubert 
Oh yeah, uh, series uh, that will will actually they'll they'll um, uncover the mystery of Kubert's origin, mm. uh, an that, origin tale, and how he explored? became trapped in a semi three D world, uh, jumping on boxes. Wasn't that already explored in the Kubert cartoon of the late eighties, early nineties? Yeah, but they are going to disregard. Uh, oh, they're okay. going to disregard that continuity. And uh, you're going to get a <laughs> okay. fresh, a fresh take uh, so, reboot. If you will. so, Kubert is who murdered Bruce Wayne's parents. So that's, that we're getting at. That's what I'm saying. Got it. I think uh, you're crossing stories. Um, oh, I've crossed the streams, Ray. So whatever the official announcement is that he is working on is apparently coming you on November have, 16th. So I look forward to that and hope that it's a Legend of Zelda series. Um, Legend of Zelda, probably my all-time favorite Nintendo franchise ever, 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 ever. You know, closely followed by Metroid for those who know me. So yeah, I'm excited. I hope that it's Zelda. I would. That'll I've be, been saying for years that's in, that Zelda is ripe for this sort of yeah. um, adaptation and, and storytelling. It's, it's so. in the wheelhouse for that style, I think too. I, yeah, I, yeah, for sure. Boy, does that lend itself to to that those kinds of lines that uh, they deliver for Castlevania. Um, I think probably the last thing before we have to go, because if I don't go within the next handful of minutes, I'm going to get murdered on my end. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I want to talk about a Kickstarter that's kicking around Yales. right now. <laughs> it's murder, Sam. Murder. murder. <laughs> um, this is called... Oh, no. Do I not have the name of the Kickstarter in the article? For fuck's sake. Is it the um, Gary Gygax it is, movie? It is the Gary Gygax film. Um it's a documentary about the life of Gary Gygax um, and, you know, what led to him eventually creating Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and um, it's it has it has already achieved its goal, so it doesn't really need help. But I wanted to bring it to people's attention. Um, are you looking it up, PK? Uh, no, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm trying. Um, yeah. Could you look that up for me real quick? I'm sorry. Just so we can give it out before we're done. But I just wanted to quickly go through. Um so yeah, why don't you produce an answer, PK? <laughs> obviously, it's going to go through. Um, it's going to go through everything that led up to, including the creation of Dungeons and Dragons. You know, for those of you who don't remember or don't recall or don't know, Dungeons and Dragons, when it first came out as a game, was literally just dungeons and dragons. If you wanted to do the whole trek through the woods to the next dungeon, you actually needed another game. Um, which was just called Wilderness, wasn't it, Kev? Do you recall? I Something like that, yeah. yeah. I, I, I remember it was split up weird, but I don't remember the exact title. The Dream... So what's, what's the info you want? I have The Dreams in Gary's Basement. That's, it. That's A what documentary I want. on Gary Gygax. It's being run by the Dorks of Yore. Yes. Y-O-R-E. <laughs> uh, dorks of Yore. <laughs> so um, some of the interviews that are going to be included in this documentary are uh, with Tim Cask, who was the editor of Dragon Magazine from 1975 to 1980. Um, Flint Dial, who is the our producer and game designer um, and a personal friend of Gary's. Luke Gygax, Gary's son. Um, Mike Mornard, who was an early playtester of the game. Robert Walter, who is um, a member of the Joseph Campbell and, Foundation. And more. And more. Yeah, uh, Satine Phoenix, Frank Mentzer. There's there's a lot of people on here. Some of these names you'll know if you read through them. Um, but yeah, it's it's I don't know. It sounds like a really cool, interesting um, 
documentary. And with so much going on in D&D right now, we, we talk about D&D on the show pretty regularly. Back at New York Comic Con, we talked about that documentary that's coming out later this year that focuses on the art of D&D and the artists behind it. There's also a book that just came out uh, last week, I think, called Art and Arcana. Which yes. focuses on the history of D and D art and its influence on fantasy art in general. Beautiful book. Yep. I was leafing through it in uh, Barnes and Noble, and there's a special edition one that is stunning. I haven't I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet, but mm. I've, I've been seriously. Yeah, considering. it's a gorgeous book. Um, Absolutely gorgeous. Because I book. like art books. I collect art books, generally speaking. So that that might be on that might go on my on my Christmas yep, wish list. Yep, yep, yep. This, this is see, something I expect. Did you see uh, one of the guys on this documentary? Dan Wagner is is listed as the D&D early adopter and creator of the thief class. I saw that. That's but that's awesome. Like that's the kind that of shit awesome. I want to hear from. So, I think for $20 you get a digital copy of, of this film that you can actually download and own. Um, <laughs> um and then I think there are tiers above that to own, you know, physical and and uh bonuses and shit Ooh. like that. But I'm I'm seriously considering pledging at the $20 tier. Um, for a digital download of the of, of the film, because I think That's I, fair, I yeah. would be interested in checking this out. I like a good documentary. Yep. I like a good D and D thing. So anything um, that tips the hat to so, uh, yeah. to old Gary. That's uh, yeah. So yeah. So I'm I'm pretty That's excited worthy. for that. Um, do either of you have anything else before we roll out of here for this week? I can't think of nothing. Big Kev? Nope. Cool. So with that, obviously, there's the uh, the rappy uppy music indicating that it is just about time to up. Oh, and there's the official cue. The, the the prep sheet has flown. <laughs> it has flown the coop a la the geese earlier in the episode. So with that said, uh, don't forget you can find us online each and every week over at bkgeekstuff.com. Um, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash bkgeekstuff. Um, the most important plug that I'm going to put out there for the week, patreon.com backslash bkgeekstuff. Please yes. pledge. Even at the dollar level, it means the world to us. You get something for every pledge. I'm really trying trying to step up our game for the bonus content. I've yep. already released like three things in the last week to play catch up for the month of September, which was abysmal on my part. So I apologize with some more things we in the to, works. We need some drama again too. It was yeah. so much fun producing that Ooh. star Wars Shakespeare. Like, we, absolutely. Know, we should, look, we should in, look into some of that maybe again. Too. Um, so we'll have hopefully some more stuff there. Um, earlier in the show, I mentioned that replays of this show are being featured on the podcast dummies, Twitch channel. So you can go over to twitch.com backslash podcast dummies, and you can check that out. Look for our own Twitch channel launching soon. It's probably going to be through my name because I already have a bunch of stuff that was previously set up and some followers and and some stuff. So I'm going to use that as a test ground and maybe we'll migrate it over at some point in time. I'm also throwing up episodes of the show over there as well just to have some content. So if you go to twitch.com backslash geekstuffog, you can find some of that stuff there. Sweet. On social. just for Twitch. Huh? Uh, 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 Don't forget on some. You sound like Dana Carvey doing the Catherine Hepburn bit. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Catherine Hepburn starting a car, sir. On social media, you can find me. You can find me at GeekStuffOG across all the social media platforms. Either one of you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I was waiting for you, Ken. Uh, I am Big Kev GS (laughs) about to make a glorious return to the Xbox network and Big Kev, no, BK Geek Stuff everywhere else, I think. Uh, You can find me under K Robert Marlowe on the Twitter and the Instagram. Huzzah. So, with that being said, Big Kev, 
And with that, OG, we will bring this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, the one we called 516. No, we didn't call it that. It Goosey. is 516, and we called it Goosed. <laughs> Wasn't that it? Goosed? Goosey, Goosed. It works. All right. And we will end the show the way we end some shows by saying, Good night, Whitey Bulger. Rot in hell. And on that note, we cue the music. Well, that. Which might explain your business